You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Case. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. Well, if I were to pay everybody, it's your boy Al Mega to a brand new Comic Crusaders Podcast. And today we... Got some indie goodness coming at you. Man, we got two awesome creators, a writer and artist. They got a kick-ass project out now. That's right. You know what? I mean, actually coming out. It's it's a project that's uh, where you could help as well. So let, let's bring in artist, writer, the team. You know, we're going to be talking about the origin story, the bromance, the excellence of the book. Don Guillen and Mike Tanner. Welcome to the Comic Status folks. How you doing? Good, good. Thank you for having us on. Yeah, thank you very much. No, thank you for coming on and reaching out. Uh, shout out to Kev uh, for, for putting us together to chat about uh, this awesome project you guys got going. But you guys seen the show. You know what it's about first, that origin story. So uh, let's start with Don. Don, tell us a little bit about yourself, your origin story of uh, where you're from and how you got into fandom. Okay. Uh, I love comics. I discovered comics probably when I was like five or six. Uh, first time was uh, my mom took me to a library and just sat me down in the kids section, and I found out some of the favorite TV shows I was watching as a kid, like old Batman '66 and Syndication, uh, you know, Spider-Man and Friends. All those cartoons were based in comic books. Uh, it was the first time I discovered comics. I started with uh, like John Byrne's X-Men, and Ooh. he had also just done Man Man of Steel, I think. Uh, so it was around yes. that time. Uh, Walt Simonson's Thor. Walt Simonson's are always good times, mind. bro. Good yeah, times. Yeah, so the, those are my original comics. Uh, I read the original Detective Comics. You know, Bob Kane, Bill Finger. Uh, it was collected in Compendium and uh, an entire compendium of, of the original Orphan Annie because Orphan Annie was big when I was a little kid. Uh, you know that musical and the movie had just come out. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think years before. <laughs> and yeah, so that that was that was my formative childhood of, of like learning about comics. And then I grew up in uh, particularly the era of uh, the Image Founders. So Image Comics, the 90s comics, that's when I really got into trying to draw comics and, like, emulate those guys and, you know, try to copy yeah, the rock stars at the time. Hell yeah, yeah. right? So, so that, that's how I got started. And, yeah, I'm, I'm a West Coast guy. I was born and raised in Seattle and also grew up, spent most of my life in L.A. So uh, I'm out here on the West Coast, but try to come out to the East Coast to share some love. So if anybody's going to Baltimore Comic Con or Heroes Con this year, come find me. Oh, there we go, man. You you, you answered a question before you even asked it. <laughs> we'll get into those other appearances in a bit, though. Big Mike, what's popping? Let us know. Hey, yeah. So uh, I remember my first comic book was Fantastic Four, number 299. I had a bright yellow cover with She-Hulk punching the thing through a yellow brick wall uh, with Spider-Man on the cover. And I knew Spider-Man from the cartoons that I watched. And I got that issue, did not understand anything that was going on, but I knew that I liked the art and I liked uh, the way the characters looked and that kind of started me down the path. And then I was I was always a Marvel kid and then kind of in high school, you know, as high school kids do, I got into like Vertigo, I got into Sandman, got into Hellblazer, got into that kind of thing. Were you a goth kid? <laughs> no, no, but I did play role playing games and like oh. the Venn diagram of goth and role playing in Vertigo comics is like right hey. there. Uh, so yeah, and then that's uh, I grew up in Montana, and then continued to just move west, and I ended up in LA for uh, a very long period of time, and that's where I, I met Don. Oh, okay, bromance started there. But Don, uh, you growing up, was it easy to find your fa- you know your your clique, your tribe? 
you know, as a nerd, were you, were you alone in your journey or did you have at least someone or a group of people that you could share uh, with? Yeah, my group, my group didn't come about probably until I was uh, in my, my teen years because as a kid, I was just like this weird little kid who kind of kept to himself a lot uh, and right. would draw. And so, you know, your friends are your friends, like in kindergarten and stuff. But yeah, in terms of, uh, my my nerd my nerding out with my uh, friends like one of my best friends was from junior high still is a friend till today uh, and we grew up you know collecting comics and like sports cards and stuff so that's 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 when I started to find my click and uh, you know I I left comics for a really long time in college I was out man I I had sold off my collection I was like I need money to go to school and then uh, it was about I don't know about fourteen years ago ten fourteen years ago I started falling back in love with comics. And in, uh, yeah, 2012, I decided comics is where I wanted to be, and I was going to work at it and get into this industry, like, by hook or crook. And I've been just really lucky and fortunate to meet people like Mike Tanner uh, and all the amazing people that I've worked with. And uh, it's really just kind of like, you you know, you're blessed. You're in such a good situation that you can rise to meet the opportunities. And, uh, yeah, so I've, I've been here since. Awesome. All right. So I'm gonna, we're going to touch on, you know, what sparked the creativity. But now we're going to go to Mike. What about you? You know, was there a tribe for you growing up? Uh, not really until, like, middle school. I feel like it was middle yeah. school, high school, where connected with those friends. Like, in middle school, I had two really good friends who were also way into comics and wanted to do art. So we, like, made our own comic books, uh, like terrible superhero comics. Because <laughs> we're, you know, definitely influenced by image. Um and, uh, yeah, so we did that for a while, and then high school is, like, like you no, know you never have friends like you did in high school, right? Like, there's something special about those four years that just last for the rest of your life. Um, and that's really, like, even even though we're into different stuff, like, some of us were into comics, some of us were into, like, role-playing games, some of us were, like, army nerds. Uh, we just, uh, like, we all kind of gelled. So that was, like, my core group. That was my tribe were, were those guys. Excellent. All right. So now we're gonna start where Don had left off about that creative spark. What what made what was the day that that you snapped and said I want to make comics? Was there something particular going on in life, or you know what what happened? Oh man, it, you know it was uh, I think it was around two thousand eight. It was during the Civil War run of Marvel, and I had I had been in comics for a minute. It was like at least probably ten years. Since I even picked up or bought a comic, and I was like, one day just decided to walk into a comic book shop, and there on the shelf, like all together, because I think they were all doing different X titles, uh, was Umberto Ramos. He was on uh, Civil yeah. War Wolverine. Uh, Scotty Young was doing, uh, I think it was like all new X Men, and it was the uh, the magic storyline where she goes uh, back into limbo and hell or uh, purgatory, and then uh, Chris Bachalo was doing the X Men title and. It was then and there that I realized, first, I can't draw like Jim Lee. Uh, I'm not like, you know, Travis Charest or like an Olivia Coipel, like one of those realistic, like super realistic kind of guys. Uh, and I was more of this, I, I really, you know, settled on the fact that I, I really love cartooning and I have like this sort of simple cartoony style. But I saw those three guys on the shelf. I bought all those comics and read them and then fell, fell hard back in love with comics. And it was then and there I was like, Oh man, I it, it, something just like sparked in me, and I was like, I started drawing again and trying to nice. get into the style of doing comics. And then um, in 2012, I, I was in a lucky enough position where I'd been working for the Rand Corporation, 
which is a well-known think tank out here in uh, Durant. What a coincidence! Yeah. Look at this, right? Rand Corporation. <laughs> yeah. Everybody jokes. They're like, like Danny Rand. I'm like, no, no, no. This is the actual <laughs> Rand Corporation. Uh, so I was working for them for almost a decade, and I kept drawing on like all my paperwork. I would draw on notes that I would give to my employees and stuff. And uh, one of my coworkers was just like, it looks like you want to be doing something else. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I kind of do. And my wife, you know, my family, we were in a good enough position where she's like, if you want to switch, just go for it. And I feel like I went for it. And uh, (laughs) yeah, I've been, I've been lucky enough just to keep trucking on. And, you know, people have been enjoying the work that I've been involved with. And I hope you guys enjoy what, Mike Tanner and I are about to drop on you with Battle Grapple Rebel right here. Epa, it's a fantastic, yeah. yeah, it's a fantastic comic. I'm so excited for you guys to see this because I think it's some of the best work I personally have done. I, uh, I think it's too. some of the most amazing storytelling that Mike Tanner's done. This people are sleeping on this dude. You guys don't know, man. This guy is <laughs> such a great writer. People love Junior Braves, but what he's bringing, he's bringing some heat to this book. Yeah, we talk about it. So let's talk about what sparked that heat, kiddo. Talk to, when, when did it happen? When you, you know, when yeah, you... I was uh, I was actually hanging out with a friend of mine. We were getting some lunch. He had just moved to LA uh, and hadn't seen him in a long time, and we're just sitting around chatting. Uh, and we knew each other from like an improv comedy group that uh, we were both in. Uh, but he also had trained as a professional wrestler, uh, and that was like fascinating to me. So like we're at lunch talking. He was telling me about pro wrestling and such, and how like um, he had like two matches. Uh, and in one of them, in his last match, he took a move wrong and had, like, his front teeth knocked out. And he's Whoa. like, I don't love this enough to do this to my body. <laughs> Other guys do. Everyone else, they, they love it. They can do it. I don't want to do this. So he knew it wasn't for him. Uh, but still, like, that kind of, like, passion and that, um, like, that drive that that people get for that that sport, you know, or that, that sports entertainment activity uh, was really kind of inspiring. And then we started talking about Star Wars because he's a huge Star Wars fan. And then it just kind of like came into my head. I was like, well, what would what would pro wrestling be like in the Star Wars universe? Like, wh- how would that refl- how would the what we know about like the Star Wars universe in terms of like the galactic politics and the way things work? How would that be reflected in something like professional wrestling? Uh, and I wanted to take the very like hard line that it would be professional wrestling. It wouldn't be like gladiatorial combat because that's what always happens whenever you take something you're like, Oh, it's like pro wrestling, but it's like real. And they're actually trying to kill each other. Um, I wanted it to actually be like pro wrestling where it's a, it's a performance. Um, it could easily have been like, what's like, are there sitcoms in the star Wars universe? Uh, that same idea of like, what, what is popular entertainment like in a sci-fi setting? Cause we very rarely, if ever see it, like even in star Trek, well. They're listening to like Bach and Vivaldi, uh, or like the one good thing J.J. Abrams did in the in the reboots was introduce like Beastie Boys. People remember the Beastie Boys in the Star Trek <laughs> universe. Oh, so it's like great. that kind of idea of like doing like what's pop culture like in in a culture where you are literally like a galactic, you know, federation, a, a confederation of planets where there's multiple different kinds of people on different planets humans and aliens and that kind of thing like what what did they do for fun and we centered on pro wrestling like pro wrestling is the biggest most uh, <laughs> popular thing in the galaxy and we we took it from there damn i dig that and, and let me ask you uh, were you a, a, a wrestling big wrestling fan and if so did you uh, have any faves 
Oh my god! Oh yeah, like <laughs> Don said, don't don't go down this world. Yeah, like yeah. Don is all like, I I kind of know. I'm like, listen, yeah. I was raised on this. I was raised on this. I know a lot about it. I would come <laughs> kind of in and out of it, like over the years. But man, I was a kid who was like full tilt into WWF. Um, and once yeah. we kind of got cable and got access to like TBS, like watching like old school NWA, WCW. Yeah. Man. Um, and then like so like my favorites as a kid were like I loved Macho Man. Uh, I love yeah. James Nick Roberts. Yeah, and like of course because I was a kid, I loved Hulk Hogan. Now in hindsight, like and I see, Ultimate like, Warrior too, I love too. Ah, it was the one to me. It's the energy. Oh, yeah. yeah, like he had the energy, like him beating the honky tonk man in like ten seconds. And we had, I was very lucky that um, I, I did had not kind of like a, honky tonk, bro. That was that oh, was I love honky tonk as a bad guy. Uh, no, yeah, and he, he also had, like, a banging theme song, man. Oh, yeah, the Hulk Dunk Man theme song, that's well, classic. Now you know he did a good job, because I hated him. Like, exactly. Yeah, he, he had the right kind of heel. Um, but, man, uh, I had a gadgety uncle who hooked us up with, like, free satellite uh, TV. So I got to see, like, paper all the pay-per-views from, like, wow. 1980, I oh. think, 89 oh. through, like, oh, 92. Wow. Yeah, and at that point, there's only four a year, so it was like a yeah. huge deal. But man, I saw like the the mega powers explode. I saw yeah. Hogan. I, I saw Warrior beat Hogan like live, um, and that was like huge. And then, of course, like kind of fell out of it like in high school. And then I remember uh, freshman year in college, like some friends called me and they're like, "You gotta start watching WCW." I was like, "Why?" Uh, it's like Hulk Hogan turned bad, and he's now the leader of like this gang that beats up everyone, you got to check this <laughs> yeah. out. And so I started watching NWO. It was like yeah, awesome. Man. But then I fell in love with like the mid card guys and the cruiserweights. Wolf Pat, man. Uh, like watching like Ray Mysterio, watching like Chris Benoit, even though, you know, he's, you, you don't talk about Chris Benoit anymore. Uh, but like Dean Malenko, Chris Jericho, yeah. all those guys, like those were, those were my meat and potatoes in wrestling. And then like when WWF kind of got interesting um, and the Monday Night Wars is great. And then, yeah, like, I kind of come in and out of wrestling. And now I'm way more interested in, like, indie wrestling and, like, the smaller promotions. Yeah, like, the pro wrestling promotions Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Real. And Donald's like, ooh, yeah. Were you a fan of this stuff? You know, going I was a it? casual fan. And I'm going to tell casual. you for a fact. <clears throat> excuse me. Mike, <laughs> Mike is, like, one of the most knowledgeable guys when it comes to wrestling. Because, you know, I know things like the DDT suplex. We all know the leg drop, elbow drop coming up from the top rope. But he, on one of the, the panels, he wrote a dragon leg screw, and I actually had to go and Google that. And then I got <laughs> yeah. into a deep dive where I was just watching, like, old video clips of, like, wrestling. Got and I, I, you know, I had to do it because it's research. Uh, yeah, I went down that Honey, I'm working. Leave me, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I was just watching, like, old Stone Cold Steve Austin, yeah, and old, like, Hulk and Rowdy Rowdy. I Pryor. could I imagine like, oh, the sounds childhood. coming out the room the whole night. The family's just wondering. He's like, ooh, oh, oh, and they're just dying. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, but, you get loud in those. I love those. Yeah, but Man, that's the thing, though. It's like this This book is going to be brought to you by, by fans of wrestling, fans who grew up with it. Michael has written an incredible script. I can't wait for uh, all the people who have backed so far to be able to read it and check it out. And I think you guys are really going to get to see what wrestling is like once you know we pull the curtains back on kayfabe, right? And not only that, but you also are going to see I, – I feel like I've uh, injected some of – my love of wrestling and like the characters and the wrestlers that I grew up with. And I, I hope I've done the justice that, uh, that Mike has put on the page of what he's also written in there. And I think you're going to see 
some of the influence and some of the inspiration uh, of those wrestlers, uh, both then and now, that we've put into these characters. And you're going to see bits and pieces of everybody. Uh, and I hope that that really shines through and you're, you're going to enjoy it uh, out there. For anybody who's back, who's thinking about back and come on board and check this out. I, I personally believe it's an incredible project. Yeah, and it's we've got a couple days left. We yeah. set like a personal goal of hitting 100 backers, um, and we're so close. We're so close right now. We do yeah. 100 backers. Uh, we're we're going to do the book in color. So of course it's going to uh, be delayed a little bit, but uh, I think uh, it's going to. I think the color is going to really pop, but it also works beautifully in black and white thanks to Don's uh, Don's pencils and Dave Wheeler's inks. Oh, oh, uh, does it's it gonna ever? Be so good. Does it ever look beautiful in that? Yeah, black? so that, that cover fan. that you see right there that I did on the top of this this one's uh, the very cover by Brett Waldelli. This cover is mine right here with the little ref mm-hmm. robot lifting the arm. That all that white space, we're gonna offer you a tier where you can get drawn into that that oh, space right there as the audience. Nice. So yeah, for one hundred and fifty dollars, you're gonna get a ton of special rewards, and in addition to that, you're gonna be immortalized. On a comic book cover. And this right. book's getting made, so you know you're going to be in there already, uh, which I think oh. is fantastic. And then the other crazy tier that we got, the top tier, which is $200, it opened back up. Unfortunately, we had a backer that, uh, you know, their situation changes. We all know that happens to people. So they backed out, which opens up, you know, one person's lost, another person's gain. It opens up the chance for you to get a custom figure oh, of yourself out. made. Yeah. How mega as a wrestler? That would be dope. Yeah, man. Dude. yeah, yeah. Come on board. Get yourself made as a wrestler. Yeah. They're doing it in two scales. Your choice: classic three and three quarter Star Wars GI Joe style size, or the newer like Marvel Legend size six inch. You know, we're doing those uh, wrestling figures also in the same scale. So. Yeah, yeah, don't check it out. The ladies like them bigger, so yeah, we'll definitely get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I think those are I two think, crazy rewards. You're not going to get anywhere else, dope. I don't think. That, yeah. that is dope. And I got to ask, though, how did you guys connect, you know, to do this madness? When did the, that connection happen? Uh, we we met uh, through a mutual friend, our buddy Tyler uh, from Grand Geek Gathering. And, you know, we hang out. We go to the panels. Uh, Mike does a lot of panels at San Diego Comic-Con, and we just became friends that way. And the Comic-Con before the pandemic, so that's San Diego 2019, we were hanging yeah. poolside at one of the hotels, just having some drinks and burgers. And he goes, hey, Don, I got I got a project I think you might be good for. And all he had to do was say, what do you think about wrestling in the Star Wars universe? And I was like, I'm in. That's all he had to tell me. And I was like, oh, this sounds great. And then like a week or two after, he sent me the script. And I was like, oh, my God, I think I just struck gold. The story he's crafted, you know, if you grew up in that that 80s era of wrestling, that 90s era of wrestling, and you love that, and you also, you know, I grew up in a time when we didn't have a lot of movies that were sci-fi or, like, yeah. comic book movies. So I mean, we had them. They were horrible, kind of, you know. I mean, we yeah, had we, a we had like, them. fake that look. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> it was there for fun, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's, it, it was the era of, like, I will take whatever I can get. So, you know, I grew up loving Star Wars, Star Trek. I didn't discriminate yeah. on Battlestar yeah, Galactica. Brother. Yeah, Flash Gordon. So knowing that, knowing yeah. that, you know, all that is in our background, I think Michael has pulled, pulled all that together and created a story that pays homage to that era. It's and a like, love letter. Yeah, it's a love letter to it. And uh, now that he takes it. And he sets it in this almost like Blade Runner-like future, 
And yeah, I'm telling you, it's incredible. I think people are going to be blown away. And the first issue is just an intro, and he just hints at these things, and you already get a He's sense a tease. of where to go. Yeah, so he, uh, he teases it out, but it's it's such a good tease. So. Mike, Mike, who thought it would be so teasy as a writer? Come on. <laughs> I mean, you can't give everyone everything they want in the first issue because then they have no reason to come back. You want to whet their appetite for the. You got to set things up. Absolutely. I know it's it's. I know it's hard, like especially when it's a Kickstarter book and there's going to be a gap in between the issues. But you can't rush a good story. Absolutely. Like you got to just trust your audience is going to. Uh, is going to, like, get it and, like, get locked in, and you just got to hold them for as long as you can. But you got to keep it going. So that's, yeah, so that's where we are. This first issue is is setting up this brilliant world while also, like, telling, a, like, a good story that I think will surprise kind of people when they get to the end. Uh, and then we just, like, we hit the ground running, and, like, it's Wonderful. planned for six issues. I think people are really going to be blown away by the, by the end. So let, let, let's get them a little teaser with the video you got right there on that page. Overcast Comics presents Michael Tanner's Battle Grapple Rebel. A galactic pro wrestler struggles to find his place between the ropes and the realities of galactic politics. Let's get ready to battle. Man, oh man. If you like that promo, wait till you're a backer because in the updates, they do wrestler promos for a few of the characters. No way. Oh, yeah. I did um, a bunch of, uh, there's four uh, kind of wrestler promos or grappler promos from characters in the book telling people to back the uh, the Kickstarter. You can actually see those on YouTube. Uh, yeah, if, if, you just, if you just go to YouTube and Google Battle Grapple Rebel, it'll take you to my channel where I just have nice. the, the video. Is it also on the website? Can we get links there or no? Uh, on the website the actually directs you to the Kickstarter. Yeah. yeah. So that, that'll afford. But just go on YouTube and just uh, punch in Battle Grapple Rebel and it should bring up the promos and they're great. Wonderful. And talk about, look at this artwork, man. Look at that line work, man. You know what 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 headspace you got into, Don, while you were doing this. Look at it. You know, you like like Michael was talking about, there are wrestling comics out there that are fantastic. Uh so that's it's not a dig to them. But usually when you get the wrestling comic, it deals in the kayfabe, right? So you you get the sense that these characters are out for blood. They're yeah. mortal enemies, they're arch nemeses, they're out to get each other. Uh, and, you know, we didn't lean that way. The other way we went was what's behind the curtain. So for that, you know, I spent a lot of time trying to trying to pay tribute to the moves and how they're executed. And like like I said, I, I did the deep dives. I watched the videos. And then I had to look at how the moves were executed and then rotate the characters how we need to see them to see how sometimes, you know, wrestlers call it in the ring. Not yeah. all the moves are completely planned out. It's like jazz. Sometimes wrestlers will come up and be like, all right, let's do this. So you get to see a little bit of that, and hopefully, you know, I did justice to the script that Michael uh, laid down, and I, I think we did a really good job with that. And, you know, like I said, we're all wrestling fans. Michael is just – his technical knowledge of wrestling uh, is fantastic in terms of the sports entertainment side. I'm in it as a casual fan, but Dave Wheeler, he is a guy – who brought the inks and brought the lettering to this, and I think he did a beautiful job. Oh, he like a, did. Yeah, there's a greediness and a texture to it. 
and letter like placement too. You know, it doesn't yeah. just the art. You get to still see everything. Yo, wonderful job, yo. Where you find? Where you find, homie? Look at this, homie, this team like Voltron you're building. What's going dude, on? Homie <laughs> is deep into wrestling, man. He's got fans yeah, too. and oh, friends who yeah. are involved in WWE and AEW. What? You'll see his art. Yeah. That's a part of it. Oh. So this team is legit. We are trying to bring it to the fans out there. And the crazy thing is, you don't even have to be a wrestling fan to enjoy this comic. It's essentially just like a blue-collar, work-ethic hero's journey. So if you're just a casual fan of a comic book, and you like that hero story, this is also for you. And it's sci-fi. Yeah, and it's (laughs) sci-fi. We're we're basically, we're just adding nuance and textures and layers to it. That's what Michael's done. Mike's brought, like, that additional element and flavor and humor of wrestling through it into a sci-fi world. And I think I really think it's for everybody. I think everybody's going to enjoy it. I hope you guys love the character designs we've come up with. Yeah, I want to talk about this. Yeah, man, because you know, look how beautiful. But but you know, what are the inspirations? Are there any real life inspirations behind any of the characters that we created in this universe? Yeah, of course, man. We we threw we threw everything in there. I'm I'm gonna let Michael talk about where (laughs) he came from. Then I'll talk about where I came from with this. I bet. Yeah, so in my in my pitch document under the character descriptions, I just included two uh like pictures for each character of the kind of the type of wrestler that kind of inspired them. Okay. So, you know, like with Spin, our main character, like where he starts out, I was I did a picture of um like Rocky Maivia when he first showed up. Like oh, not when wow. he was the rock. Yeah. When he was Rocky Maivia, he was the blue chipper, you know, like <laughs> he's like a like a dumb baby face. Um yeah. and then for like Stellar Debris, a uh, picture of like Shawn Michaels, you know, get that idea of like the cocky oh, heel yeah. better than you. Uh Coach Muna, uh who's like their trainer. It was um Fabulous Mula. Uh and if you've ever seen the documentary Beyond the Mat, there's yeah. a there's the um the tr- when they are t- interviewing the indie guys there's the their trainer slash coach slash guy who runs their little fed that they that they work for I forget that guy's name but I was I, I, was I know a you're talking about yeah yeah so that's like and um it dawned through a little bit of like Super Mario in there <laughs> and um <laughs> and it and like it worked I, I see a little Captain Lou too he saw yep. it yeah yeah you know that's Captain Lou well Van Lou Obano in there man for sure. A little Luis Guzman thrown in too. Hey, Wepa, look at that. <laughs> and then yeah, so those are like, and that's funny because we because in this first year because we are starting like street level indie wrestling, they're all very kind of like they they look like dudes, right? Because that's like that's yeah. what they can look like as we get kind of into the story more and we get to see what like the big bow grapple show is. We get to see like the more elaborate costumes and we get to see the aliens and we get to see like all the kind of more crazy inspiration, uh, which in, in that document that I sent on, like for even those wrestlers I sent in like, um, Hey, this guy's going to kind of look like Kane and the predator, you know, like, (laughs) like kind of like mix things up like that. That'd be fun. So, but we'll, we'll get there with uh, issue two forward. I have questions now. I have a question. Yeah, so this body armor right there. What's that about? I didn't oh, read about the, that. Yeah, that's the world behind the the ring, behind outside Ooh, of the gym. So we, really? like I told you, we're going to move out of that wrestling world. So you oh, get to see wrestling nah. in the gym, like how it goes and how it happens. But then you get to delve into the personal lives 
of these characters and see that see what see what their struggle is, see what they're dealing with. And you know, I always say that the best stories are told where we can identify. We have archetypes that we all understand. We have, you know, that hero's journey that we all get. That's why this book is so good. But on top of that, the the world that Michael has built is fantastic. It's such a wonderful playground for storytelling. Um, and, you know, the way he, he sets it and, like, builds it, you can totally get a sense of what might happen, what could happen, and where we can see things go. And you're going to get to see – this intergalactic federation, if you will, at large, and how I love it. The intergalactic federation—that's yeah, something like a cartoon. <laughs> yeah, and you know how, like I said, it's that influence of you know, like the things from the '80s and the '90s, and we're gonna get to see that in the storytelling, and you're gonna get to see how wrestling and sports entertainment plays a key role in that world, um, and how that affects the public. So I think, I think. Yeah, I, I think I personally, as an artist, struck gold with Michael working with Michael Tanner here and uh, and putting this story down for you guys. And like I said, I can't wait for you guys to see because I, I think it's so good. I mean, look at that beautiful art. You know, it is a fantastic story. I read that first issue. I hella enjoyed it. Oh, uh, and obviously it, it leaves me with questions, of course, you know, so I obviously see that there's a plan here. So, <laughs> yeah. like, so how many issues we got in mind, you know, for this? Six issues. Six uh, issues. Plan for six. Um, okay. And then, you know, like, that's what, with the title Battle Grapple colon Rebel is if once these six issues wrap up and there's a desire to do more, oh. uh, we're going to see Battle Grapple something else there. And it's still tell a different grappler's story or tell a different story set in that world. Bet. Yeah. So, bet. So, the, the, main, the main words here are Battle Grapple. Yep. Yep. Uh, and ooh. just to add out real quick on the cover that you're showing right now, that's Brett Waldelli's cover. He does Southland Tales, which oddly oh, okay. is... The Rock was in that, right? If I'm not yeah, saying. oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So there yeah. we go. We got a tie right there. So, <laughs> you're gonna get a little wrestling and everything. Yeah, yo. Uh, six degrees, right? So again, folks, let's go through every single tier. I know they were talking about them biggies too, you know. But let's go ahead and support on every level that you can because this is what indie comedy is about, right? So, yeah. You know, hey, every yeah. dollar helps. Yeah. You right there. Curtain jerker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> Oh, but we got yeah. a digital tier, uh, so you can get in. Like I said, every dollar helps, every share, every comment. If you pledge, please come back to the campaign page, leave a comment. That will show Kickstarter that you love the project, want to yeah, see it do be, it. want to see it get big. Um, they're going to be doing Projects trading they cards. love. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be doing trading cards. They're going to have uh, the physical copies available. You're going to have your choice Whoa, of colors. For eight bucks, you get a physical and a PDF, yeah. and your name on the book for eight bucks. Yeah, there you whoa, go, that's a the hell of a deal, man. Yo, no, that really is. I've seen projects off of this for a whole lot. Yo, kudos, mm-hmm. thank you for thinking about the fans, yo. We, we're right. trying, man. We're trying to. We're trying, the you know, network we version. Fans. What's this? Ooh, ooh. I get. I guess. Ooh, four PDFs on this bad boy. Yeah, you also get other titles that are done by Overcast and Ink Studios. Oh so, wow. You know, they're nice. trying to build their brand, so they're including their books, and we appreciate that. Yeah. Then when that mission, you get the physical, you get some stickers, and a, a, a trading card. What? Yeah. 
print oh, and you get the starter trading card. There's going to be a few different trading cards. What's There's the a tier set? where you'll be able to get the entire set of trading cards. Oh, what's the set like? How many cards? I think it's seven cards, memory serves. Right now? Okay. Yeah. Right. We're yeah, still waiting. We're, we, yeah, we're, we're waiting on, like, we just saw, like, kind of the proofs okay. yet. Because um, everything's getting delayed, paper shortages, whatnot. Of course, um, yeah. Well, you got to yeah, start so. saving your own trees now. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> we got to start pulping it in the backyard. You know? <laughs> I know, folks, I'm only joking. Don't be hitting me up, you environmentalist. I'm only joking. <laughs> All right? Jeez. All right, so um, tag team variant, uh, PDF physical, uh, printed variant sticker, print two Random battle grappling cards. Look at this for thirty. Uh, you got forty-five. You got sixty-five. A buck fifty in that two hundred spot, which is dope. Because yeah, imagine, so there you, oh, go. you get your own action figure. You get the books. You know you're in it. You know what I mean. And who knows? You probably yeah. be wrestling, getting your ass beat within the book. But hey, <laughs> I think that's the next campaign. We're gonna be, be able to do a cage match where we throw you in, just hit you with chairs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, so you should call that the beat your ass uh, campaign pledge. <laughs> What yeah. do you mean by beat your ass? Anyway, we'll put you in there, and your favorite wrestler from the comic book will be beat your ass. He's gonna beat you. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. If you use that, just give me credit. Say I'll make it inspired to beat your yeah, ass. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll definitely credit you on that. Tier. <laughs> we'll call the Omega. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because you can't use ass. I'm sorry. Look at that Kickstarter. <laughs> be, uh, if George Carlin was alive, he wouldn't be happy that we can't say that one. Mm-hmm. Now, for real. So, what else do you guys have planned? Is there, do you really? Uh, do you? Have, is, I know you guys are teasers. I'm pretty sure you guys have something planned after this one. So if you got six, you have that firm. Is like you guys have something else up your sleeve? I feel. I uh, mean, let's let's get through this first one. Yeah, and see if we survive. We just need <laughs> ten more backers in order to hit yep. that that milestone of 100. Yeah, um, it's right there we'll for us. Look. Let me put it on full screen for you guys to see. 90 backers, five days to go. I mean, they've achieved the goal. Bless, yo. Congratulations mm. on that. Thank you. But, yeah, but let's true. get to that 100 because, yo, you could get, you know, again, Don's artwork, beautiful, you know, with those inks and everything by homie. But, you know, imagine you could also see this. Hey, you already got one oh, back. Hey. Yo, salute. Appreciate Thank you. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah, you're at 91 <laughs> right now. Yo, did you see that on screen? It was like the stock yeah, market. Oh, it moved. <laughs> Yo, salute like said, to you. God bless. That's dope. Um, But, yeah, man, because this is fun stuff. This is what we need. Real escapism. So thank you for doing that. It's wrestling. It, it, it's, you know, sci-fi. And, you know, you. That battle suit got me curious. I can't really see what that was going on beyond that because you know I've, I've seen them now in the in the on the mat. What's going on after that? So thank you for doing that. Like I I, I see you, Mike. You you little W. I see what you're doing here, bro. <laughs> he's he's cooking up something. I'm telling you, man. He, he's like, the rock. Do you smell this, what Mike Tanner's cooking? <laughs> like it's. It, I think people are just in for. I, I honestly, not to toot my own horn, and I will toot my own horn when I need to. This story is so freaking good. Like, I, like, it was inspiration. Like, this story came to me, like, pulling from a whole bunch of different things. Like, and I think that it does not work 
the way people think it's going to go. And I think there's going to be a lot of twists and turns uh, so that make absolute 100% sense. But you, I think people are going to be like, I thought I was reading a book about this. And it's going to be like, <laughs> nice. it's just going to blow them away. Uh, what a tease. This guy, he's a comic book stripper? That's what he's doing over here, bro. <laughs> It's just the way a comic like and teases you, like you, you and stop. I've got my pasties and they're they're, they're cool. <laughs> the art burlesque, man. We gotta we gotta drop it panel by panel, page by page. Mm-hmm. Yo, yeah, look at that. Oscar it was Oscar. Fair. Yo, shout out Oscar, 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 Oscar. Thank you, Oscar. He shows the love. Yo, God bless. Yo, thank you. Saludos, hermano. That, that's what's popping, bro. Yeah, See, that's Oscar, love. I got to... That's gotta hang out recently, so hey, Oscar, I appreciate well, you, you coming did. on board oh, and supporting, awesome. man. Where, where you guys That's hooked huge. up at? Talk about, yeah, I just spoke to Oscar not too long ago. Awesome dude, man. Oh, Crazy seriously? Uh, yeah. We were at uh, Latinx Comic Art Expo up in Modesto, California. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. cool, cool. I hope I got that right. I've been part of so many events in the last how, few months. How was that <laughs> show? How was the shows that you've been good oh. doing lately? Dr. Now Teresa that COVID Rojas, got a little easier. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Teresa Rojas is the best. Shout out to her and the family up there at Modesto Junior College that handles the Latin X Comic Art uh, Festival. They are just fantastic. Yeah. And, you know, I was out there with Javier Hernandez, my friend uh, Rafael Navarro. Oh, you were there with Javier Hernandez? I, I still, oh, my God. I, wanna, yeah, I, I, I haven't had him yet. I want to get him on. Oh, hey, I'll let him know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'll tell yeah I know have, you had, uh, have you had Rafael on? Bring him on, just bring him on. Yo, I mean, Compensate is here for all indie. We love you yeah, guys, I'll, man, because yeah, you guys are the future of this whole joint. I mean, you guys are uh, the ones that are creating some real escapism, you know, because while the big labels are concentrating on other other things that, yeah. uh, you know, you know, you guys are just having fun like the good old days. And uh, that's what I appreciate, just fun. Because comics should be, I understand every comic had his issues, you understand? But yeah. you keep it fun. Like that That's not the story right now. <laughs> you know, this, 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 is, this is cool. I, yeah, I we appreciate out of it. We appreciate you doing this, man. It means a lot to Indies, for anybody to give us shine and representation. And, you know, the Latinx Comic Art Fest up in Modesto, if anybody's out there in that uh, valley area, like up in Northern Cali, Go check that out. It'll it'll be happening again next year. Yeah. And not just Latinos. We're talking about everyone to go. I mean, check yeah, it out, everyone. Yo. And you know, they show they show love. I was there, and I'm not Latino. I'm Vietnamese. Don Win Win is the most common. Hey, yo, hey, let me say that I appreciate the hell out of you for your pronunciation <laughs> of our Spanish name. Because I'm here like uber impressed. I hear you. I'm like, wow. He's he's pronouncing the lot. God bless you, homie. Thank you. Oh, thank you <laughs> I guys. appreciate that so much as a Latino. You know, like you know, not saying it in the with the American action. Yo, know, it means a lot to me. It really does. Oh, I appreciate my name that, is man. easy to say. My 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 legal name is very easy. But but you see the other ones, bro. It means a lot, especially since you're not Latino. But but yeah. obviously you grew up around. A Latino influence <laughs> to me. Yeah, you know, I was uh, out here Los Proyectos. Uh, yeah, you were eating out of Pompoyo and all that good shit. Yeah. Too, right? <laughs> you know, man, we're, it, you know, obviously we got a huge uh, Latino population here. And we're talking about not just Mexico, we're talking about Guatemalans, 
Salvadorian. Oh, right, man, pupusas, bro. So, yo, oh. I fucking love pupusas. Bro. Who doesn't love pupusas with a little cortido on top? Oh, right? my God. Yo, you're making me hungry, bro. <laughs> some yuca. Yeah, man. We're bro, when it. we hang out, we're going to go turn into some very big dudes. We're going to we're gonna get rolled out <laughs> of wherever we yeah. go. We, when we hook hey, up, I promise. I, I am down, man. Just just let yeah. me know. Uh, I, and, you yeah. know. That's what I want to know. What what cons are you gonna do? Because I want people to connect with you guys too, man. Because you guys are dope. I mean, I can't. I know my people will probably. Do people ever challenge you on some wrestling trivia that are just aware of your knowledge? Not yet. I'm hoping uh, at conventions, right. uh, people come up because uh, you know I'm because de- I like I know a lot, but there's some stuff I don't. But I'm also of that age where, um, like, my, like, deep understanding kind of ends at, like, 2005. So right. someone was coming up and be like, well, so, like, Randy Orton, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't give a shit about How about Randy this? Orton. You put a sign. Ask me any question about wrestling, <laughs> and then in parentheses, pre-2005. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'll give, give my parameters. You got to qualify it. <laughs> uh, so I'm hoping, when, like, when, yeah, when, I, when I'm taking this to shows and whatnot, that I connect with wrestling fans. And we can uh Well, what is good? It's the tons of wrestlers goes to these cons, so you gotta give those to those wrestlers too. Cause I'm sure yeah. that they would appreciate the hell of this type of cotton, man. And get them on screen, you know, selling it. Get the iron seek. Like I That's the idea. Know. Like hopefully for you know, issue two's Kickstarter, we'll have a lot of a lot of video of uh wrestlers holding up issues of the of issue. That's what one. we want, man. So where, where we going next, guys? Where we going next? Where can we see you guys? I'll go first because Don's list is way longer than mine. Oh, really? hey, okay. Don got a scroll. Don right? goes everywhere. <laughs> um, okay, so this, for Free Comic Book Day for this weekend, I'll be at Fantasium Comics in Federal Way, Washington. Uh, going to have, like, some posters. Going to be, like, pimping the um, Kickstarter, but also uh, I'll have some Orcs in Space. That's the other series that I, oh, that I do. Oh, yes. I know. I was space only, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. Volume 2 just came out, so I'm going to have copies of that. Um, so, yeah. So, Fantasium in Federal Way. And then in June in L.A., I'm going to be at Ronin Expo, which is, like, it's predominantly an anime convention. Uh, but the uh, our friend Tyler uh, from the Grand Geek Gathering, he's kind of emceeing it, and he's doing a panel for one of our our popular panels that we do at conventions called Unnecessary Debates. Um, so I'm going to be on that, and I'll be at a table for Saturday afternoon selling comics as well. That's June 11th, and then I think the weekend after that, I'm going to be at SummerCon here up in. Um, up by Seattle. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to be there the whole weekend or if we're just part of the weekend, but SummerCon, it's a big, it's a comic book convention, but it's largely a celebrity um, okay, autograph okay, convention. Okay. They literally like every celebrity alive that was in a genre movie from like the 80s <laughs> is out there. They just got Ian McDermott, Senator even. Palpatine's going to be there. Uh, but yeah, I think I'm going to be at SummerCon, uh, and that I think is it that I know of. For the next few months. And Don, you can begin your list. Don, Don give me the scroll, bro. Where are oh, right. So uh, I'm turning Free Comic Book Day into Free Comic Book two weeks. Uh, <laughs> Saturday, the 7th, which is officially Free Comic Book Day, I will be at Heidi Ho Comics in Santa Monica. Shout out to Edgy, Eddie D'Angelini and uh, Kristen Parag. Uh, they're fantastic. Uh, Sunday, I'm going to be at the Comic Book in Culver City doing quick head sketches for free. And also oh, uh, share my words. Yeah, so come get free art. If you ever buy art from me or any of my books, I'll sign it for free. I'll also do a remark for free. Just ask. I do not charge for that stuff. If you want to bring CGC oh. or any of those grading services over, just 
come on, I don't even care. Uh, so yeah, just just come come by, and then the week after, I will be at Collectors Paradise in Pasadena doing a signing out there for their free comic book month. They got a whole month of things a going month. on. Oh, hey, free comics for a month. Everybody's going to move there now. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, I will be at, speaking of wrestling and wrestlers at conventions, I will be at Comic-Con Revolution Ontario the 21st and 22nd. There <laughs> goes Big Shane. Big yeah, Shane. They got, Shane got, hello right oh, there. Oh, Shane, thank hey, you. Hey, that's in, my, big, my big homie, Dodgy, yo, much love, kiddo. <laughs> love it thank you so much shane he's one of the first reviews i ever got and i appreciate you guys shining a light on pablo the gorilla but yeah come find pablo the gorilla me hey. and the person who did my variant cover for pablo the gorilla dustin win uh will oh, also right. be you're gonna be hanging out together hey. we're gonna be hanging out together we I, I I always get mistaken for Dustin Wynn. People just see the letter D and the last name uh, Wynn, and they uh, give me their detective comics. And my joke always is, I provide concierge service to Dustin Wynn at any convention that we're both at. So if you bring me your Batman comics, I will just walk you over to Dustin uh, and personally introduce him to you and also just sell and pitch every single one of his books. Which, by the way, Descender is amazing. Ascender is fantastic. And right yes, now he's got a little monsters out right now with uh, Jeff Lemire. So shout out to those guys. But yeah, Yo, come find working me. with the big boys. <laughs> yeah, trying to. Just, you know, Dustin is one of the nicest guys. I don't know if you've had a chance to meet him. But he's just a fantastic creator and supporter of the comic book community. So, I mean, I just love the guy. And I will do whatever I can to, like, shine any lights, even though he's huge and he's won two Eisners, no, if he's I ever doing you, anything. I hear you, man. You got to shine light on people that actually celebrate and love the culture because it's exactly. important. Especially yeah. people that are really enthusiastic because I'm not trying to say shit, but I'm going to talk some shit for a minute because I've seen other people like interview awesome folks like you and be so stale. I'm like, why don't you have no energy? You know how awesome this is? And they're like, Trying to be like, oh, uh, yeah, how, mm. yes. Oh. I'm like, yo, don't do that. Like, when you have people like Don, like, yo, this guy's a wrestler. I, you know, shit. I feel like having some more wrestling things on right now because it's guy's got, <laughs> you know. But but you got to throw all that energy, people. Anytime you start to people like this, because look what Mike is doing. Look what Don is doing. Like Mike is bringing that love. Yo, Mike, tell me. One of my favorite things as a kid was when when they did that every once in a while. You know, uh, pre pay per view. Saturday Night Live, Saturday, you know, Saturday Night, uh, the specials on, on, on uh-huh. CBS. You remember yeah, those? yeah. Oh. Yeah, Saturday Night Main Event. Main Event, yeah. How, you know, that's where we saw some really good matches. For the there is a match. It's on YouTube. I recommend everyone go out and watch it because if you want to watch a Hulk Hogan match that like is decent, watch Hulk Hogan versus uh, the Genius Lanny Poffo. Because uh, ah, Lanny Poffo was a great like comedy heel, Randy's little brother, um, <laughs> but like somehow Hulk agreed to do a match, and it's like, and it's not, it's almost the squash match, except it goes on a long time. So it's like, okay. it's Lanny playing to the audience, it's Hulk playing to the audience, um, and it's it is a like a, a very entertaining match. There's some problematic stuff in it because the way Lanny was portrayed. <laughs> but it's but like, Hogan too. <laughs> yeah, it's like I would say, yeah, it's the '80s. That was like I remember that match. Like I did not remember that I remember that match until I stumbled upon it on YouTube. I was like, wait a second, 
I remember this. Is it is Hulk is Hulk gonna do? And it was like, oh my god, I remember this. I remember this wow. match that I up. saw literally once. At this point, thirty-five years ago, oh damn! At least, you obviously, don't and smoke I still weed. Remembered then. it. And no. you, you, you smoke weed if you remember that form. Mine's in gummy form when I want to. <laughs> um, but yeah, like that, like like classic Saturday Night Main Event. And you know, if yeah, you've got yeah. the Peacock. Uh, the NBC streaming service. Uh, you can also get the different. Can we call it network. just Pacock? Yeah, Pacock. Uh, Everybody's been calling it that. Yes, Pacock. I got the Pacock. Um, like you can check out like as much. as I don't like to give WWE money because they're a terrible company run by <laughs> oh. terrible people. Um, but like watch the old school stuff. Like if you can't yeah, streaming, and there's a lot of like there's a lot Yo, of Mike, gold back there. Mike and Don, bro. When I was going up, my next door neighbor used to buy the tapes of the old school seventies matches. We're talking about the blood matches, the barbed yeah. wire matches on videotape. Oh yeah. So <laughs> you know, I was knocking on his door. I'd be like, yo, did you get any, any you got any cool taste? Because, you know, I'm there with my boys. He's like, yo, you got to see this wrestling match. And then all the boys go over to his crib, and he's putting on to these, the bloodiest match you ever see. I'm like, yo, how the fuck did they even allow this? I mean, the homie's being a death. What the fuck's going on? Yeah. I mean, great matches, bro. Carlito Colón, Dusty Rhodes, fucking yeah. Bob Backlund, all those, all those homies, you know, uh, back in the day and shit. Nobody you know bled I mean? like uh, Dusty the, the, back in the day. No, <laughs> nobody, bro. No one, bro. You need to put a corte on his head just to stop the bleeding. That's yeah. how thick it was. For real, bro. What happened? What happened? Bro? It was so much fun and, and crazy back then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like bloodborne diseases became issues. Oh, yeah. shit. Well, also, that was another um, hepatitis yeah. is a was a huge deal. Randy Orton's dad, really? Bob Orton, has hepatitis. It yeah, was because of that. And he did not he did not tell people that. And he was in a match with the Undertaker with blood. And when the Undertaker found out, he almost kicked the shit out of Bob Orton for oh, not disclosing. Undertaker was really about to bury his ass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like you did not say that oh, you, you had this dangerously dead, contagious bloodborne disease. disease when you bled in a match with me. Yeah, How a, dare you? Yeah. When are we it's gonna not. get this? You know the the, the dark side of wrestling uh, episode. Right, the dark side of the ring. I think. Right. I'm actually yeah, on an episode of Dark Side of the Ring. And Which the audience, one? The one about I forget his name. It's the guy who um, it's one of the most recent ones. He's a guy who, like had a lot of problems with drugs and stuff. Um. He like Robin I mean, He did jail time. Um, but it's the guy who like he um God, was it Gage? Um I think it's his name it Gage? Gage. Was it Gage? I think it was Gage. Yeah. He might have been Gage, yeah. He flew into LA for an event and found out when he landed that unfortunately his brother had just committed suicide. Oh um, and he still went to the match and he did the match. Um, yeah, and this is part of the documentary, hey, and I'm yeah. in like the fourth row, and you can clearly see me and my friend Mike and Bobby like in the audience uh, on that documentary. Oh, oh, funny! Crazy. Yeah, it's and it, and he t- he t- cuts a promo before the match where he talks about his brother, and you're like, is this a shoot or is this like, is this? part of the show and you like we're sure but uh, at that point yeah. like people in the audience had heard they're like no this is like real like his brother no homie i'm dead. sorry and it's like <laughs> whoa and then of course like the heel then attacks him and you're like wrestling is still wrestling like the show yeah. must go on bro it's, you it's, know what if i having those emotions you just hit me i'm gonna really beat your ass in the ring yeah for real how dare you right now 
I gotta yeah. go. Like you trying to get the show on? I'm sorry. I, I'm not gonna go the show on there. I I ain't Chris Rock. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, well, what do you guys think about that show overall? The, you know, the ex, exploration to the dark side of wrestling that we weren't very aware of. I mean, there's like it's a the the very the nature of professional wrestling. Yeah, it's it's like like, honestly, it's outsider art, right? Like I believe pro wrestling is an art form uh, because they are absolutely athletes, and uh, it is a physical thing. But it's not an actual sport because they're not actually competing. Again, so it's a man's coin of sports entertainment. Is like yeah, perfect. Yeah, it's like it's a performance art, and as an art, like it attracted. Like it, it's roots and like carnies and like sideshows and that kind of thing, and that never left. Yeah. Uh, so you'd have like so of course like people with issues would gravitate to it. Same way like art, like just art in general. Like no one's working a nine to five who like none of those guys want to work a nine to five, and you got to find some way to live. And these guys physically could do it, and it interested them. And so it's going to attract all different kinds of people, and some of those people are going to be really messed up. Mm. And mm. like, and there's different like the the Grizzly Smith episode. Oh um, yeah, yo, crazy. like and hearing like Jim Cornette, like listening to Jim Cornette talk about it, he's like, on some level, we all kind of knew, but we didn't know. We just thought it was weird. We're like, why yeah. is Grizzly always traveling with these girls? Like they knew, but it's also like, but like, why is he with these like? It must be okay. The cops aren't after him. It, like they didn't understand. Like it, yeah, that it was really messed up. Show. But they like, <laughs> yeah. That's just what they're yeah, what but, they thought was normal and what they accepted. Yeah, but I um, mean that's crazy. At the time, those, those episodes blew my mind for real. Yeah, insane. And so, you know, on some level, those guys are also like rock stars. They achieve that yeah. that thing within within the genre, within the community, and it's that, like, athlete rock star mentality sometimes, too. Especially, like, 70s and 80s when they were pulling in a lot of money and there was so much drugs and so much sex. Like, they were like rock stars. Would you fight these guys? They're probably coked up in the ring. uh, Assumptions, folks, are saying. But you never know. I mean, and, Mm -hmm. like, yo, are you you sure you could perform tonight? Like, yo, I don't want you breaking my neck. You know, I'm a blunt smoking out of cocaine. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, back then they were doing that stuff. Like the episode that killed me was the one that the, of the you know uh, the possibility that Carlito Colon you know being involved in that stabbing with that homie, the death of. I mean, I was like, yo, my Puerto Rican people were that dirty. Oh, oh yeah, Bruce that and Brody, episode, like, yeah, bro, bro, that episode. I was like, they keep yo. talking about that being a movie. Um, they should. They I know, should. like that story. Mike, you need to write the movie. Yeah, yeah. It's like write the Boogie Nights of Wrestling, man. Bro, yeah. write the movie, Mike. It's, it's time. <laughs> and, and Don could do the whole storyboard for you. For yeah, I'll storyboard. Don does storyboards, man. Yeah. I do storyboards. I know he does. Is this the origin of the love... Bruiser Brody movie right here? Yeah, yeah, bro, right here. I think, Mike, bro, if you understand that story, get her done. I hope that's yeah. the inspiration behind this podcast. Yo, besides this awesome book that we have, one back at Go Live, like the stock market. I love it. Thank you again, Oscar. Appreciate yo, it, Oscar. Yeah. Thank you. But, yo. We need to get this done. You know, you got to support yeah. this. We got to support this idea. Mike, get it done, bro. You got a storyboard artist, and you're going to have <laughs> a hell of a promoter behind you. I'll, yeah. I'll flavor, flavor for you. I'll, 
Out there, ah, yeah. Hey, you know, come on now. Nice. We always need we'll yeah. I was going to say, come say. find me at the rest of the shows, too. So June is Heroes Con July. Oh, yeah. We're going to be at San Diego Comic Con. Uh, September, Rose City Comic Con in Portland. And then October is um, Baltimore Comic Con. Those are my two East Coast shows, Heroes right. and Baltimore. But, but awesome. I wish yeah, I was so, close to those, but if you ever come to Florida, let me know. Okay, we'll do. Yeah, yeah, but we're going to eat good, I promise you. Because we're uh, there. Puerto Rican, Dominican food out here. Where are you in Florida? Orlando, right off okay. Okay. Winter Park. Nice. nice. Okay. That's very Can nice. Can get some mofongo? Oh, oh, man, over here, I'm telling you, buddy. Oh. Uh, this, this is like the United Nations of food over here, my brother. I'm I lucky. I, I'm lucky I have not been rolling out of here. You understand? <laughs> I'm lucky I fast in the morning. Very important to fast in the morning, folks. It helps keep things in line, yo. Do that for real. Good stuff. But bro, Mike, Don, you guys, are nothing been nothing but amazing guests. Guys, please visit Battle Grapple Rebel, as it sounds. Dot com. Three days to go. Let's get to those hundred backers. Get this bad boy in color. Well, I mean, you, you, while you may love Don's and, and homies, you know, inks in the black and whites and all. I mean, let's get it in color too. Show that love to Indy. You can let's follow Don in color. Hell yeah, yeah. follow Mike uh, uh, and uh, uh, and uh, Don right here on Twitter. You see it on screen, folks. I write the same thing with the Instagrams, bro. And, and, and like, geez, Mike, could, could you not pick a longer name? Leisure <laughs> at the Black Lagoon. You yeah. know, you would be typing there for a half hour. Like, wait, 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 one finger at a time. Huh? You got, you gotta, you gotta earn it. Yeah, <laughs> to work to see yeah, so yeah, he's making you work, folks. Yeah, he ain't yeah. lying. Is that yeah. a play on Creature of the Black Lagoon and SpongeBob? I'm pretty. No, sure. d- d- just the right? Creature for the Black Lagoon. Oh, okay. I don't know. What's the Spongebob uh, reference? Leisure at the Blue Lagoon. Oh. I didn't know that. Well, yeah. well, damn. Now I have to change it because, you know, <laughs> I don't know Spongebob. But, well, next uh, time you're going to wear a yellow shirt and everything, it'll be fun. Yep. Don't you worry. No, I always see that Tom Kenny on the train to SDC. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are awesome, man. Yo, bless. Thank you for uh, uh, hanging out. Yo, flowers time. Thank you for you what you do. Thank you for sharing in your talent and your skill, your creativity with us, you know, and putting yourselves out there, putting, you know, because that, that's vulnerability and, you know, it, it, you know, and putting your stuff out there to the world and showing it off. But thank you for what you're doing because you. you're doing an incredible job. I definitely appreciate the hell of the book. I, I, I laughed. I smiled. I'm curious now. So job well done, guys, because if you make me curious for an issue too, obviously that means I'm hooked like a fish. So you know, so keep reeling me in, guys, because you got appreciate me, all right? Thank yeah, you yeah, so much for having us on, man. We appreciate I, your time and what you do for Indies, and look forward to coming back. Oh, uh, thank yeah. you. Know, you're yeah. definitely coming back. This is your home now. And with that, I'm out mega with Don and Big Mike. Hasta la próxima, mi gente. Wepa! Thank you for listening you to, for the listening to the podcast. podcast. If you like the content, like content rhyme and rhyme and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicsVisit.com and our extended family over at ComicsVisit.com. And also, make sure to download the download. 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 download.